You're listening to the Calm and Cozy Podcast, a show about rest, finding relief from insomnia, and appreciating sleep as the ultimate act of self-care and self-love. I'm your host, Sleep Coach Beth, author of the Calm and Cozy Book of Sleep, and as a sweet listener once called me, your sleep fairy godmother. Okay, finish this sentence for me. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. You've likely heard this saying several times throughout your life. I know I have. It's popular for a reason. Our words affect our beliefs and our actions and in turn our lives. And it's also just good to not be an a-hole and say mean things about people. But this is my perfectly crafted segue, so wait for it. I believe that our words and thoughts about sleep have a profound effect on our sleep. I challenge you to get through this episode without rolling your eyes at me, but please hear me out because a lot of what I'll be talking about comes from my own experience with sleep, so I know it to be true. Let's talk about manifestation. Manifestation refers to various self-help strategies intended to bring about a personal goal primarily by focusing one's thoughts upon the desired outcome. I googled that part. The first time I heard about this concept, it had another name. It was called The Secret. Do you remember that book that Oprah used to rave about in maybe the early to mid-2000s? The Secret is based on the belief of the Law of Attraction, which claims that thoughts can change a person's life directly. Sorry if I ruin the surprise by telling you what the secret of the book is. I kind of have this annoying habit of giving away endings. So I guess I should also not tell you that the big boat sinks at the end of Titanic. And Jack dies. I've struggled with the concept of manifestation for a while because while I believe in being positive to attract good things into our lives, I also believe that positive thoughts alone make it very difficult to achieve a goal. There needs to be an equal combination of positive thought and positive action. And that's the part that isn't mentioned as often, probably because it's not as glamorous. I have an example from my own life. I actually have a couple. (laughs) This was years ago when I was writing an exam to become licensed in a career path that I didn't end up pursuing. Every time I went into the office, I would run into Daryl. Daryl would greet me and ask, how's the studying going? It's going well, thanks. Then he would ask, are you going to pass that exam? And I would answer, oh, I sure hope so. And then he would say, well, you just have to say you will and you will. Well, not exactly. I still have to know the answers. And then he would argue with me. You just have to believe that you will pass. And I would say again, and also study really hard. Every time I saw Daryl, he annoyed the hell out of me with his just say you will, because to me, forming the words in my mouth didn't mean I would get a passing grade. It was almost insulting that he kept insisting that my not being successful at writing this exam was based solely on the belief that I could. I felt like he was dismissing all of the time and effort I was putting into it. It was just really annoying. Just say you will and you will. 
made me want to punch him in the face. I was going to pass because I was working really hard for it, and I didn't see anything negative about that. Unfortunately, on those industry exams, you needed a 75% to pass, and there were no bonus marks for believing really hard that I would. I get that saying I would pass put into motion the action, but I was already doing that. Saying the words wasn't going to change anything. I had an ex-boyfriend who would correct me whenever I said I would try to do something. He would say, don't say you're going to try, say you're going to do. So instead of trying to break up with him, I broke up with him. In kindergarten, I won the class goldfish at the end of the year. My friend Patrick Duggan, the first boy I ever kissed, stood at the front of the room with his hand in a bowl full of thin strips of paper. As he lifted his hand from the bowl to read the name, I thought of him reading my name out loud. I had a sudden bout of confidence that he would read my name. Beth Wyatt. As I thought it, he said it. I won the goldfish. Did I manifest winning the draw, or did Patrick just choose the piece of paper with my name written on it? I guess we'll never know, but... Goldie jumped out of his bowl and his tail dried to the kitchen floor shortly after, so it wasn't all peaches and roses from there. I guess you could say Goldie tried to escape, but he didn't achieve it because he truly didn't believe he could. I'm just having fun with you, and I realize that this story has nothing to do with anything. I suppose I just wanted to tell it. So my point is, positive words combined with positive action can absolutely create an amazing result. But if you're saying the words without the action along with it, is that really going to make all your dreams come true? Okay, I know I will never be Tony Robbins. And I understand that staying positive about what you want will help you move towards your goal. I did the same thing in 2019 when my business goal at the beginning of the year was to partner with Endy, a Canadian mattress company. A few months later, I was unboxing an Endy mattress in my bedroom and signing my first brand partnership agreement. Was it the saying it out loud and believing it to be true that made it happen? Or was it the massive action I took afterwards? Because I truly believe it's a combination of both naming it and believing it, which led to the action that made it come true. All right, let's apply this to sleep. Finally, sorry. You can say, I will have great sleep tonight and do a whole list of things poorly and not have a great sleep. Sadly, just saying it will be great and believing it will be great without the positive action doesn't make it great. There are a few other factors at play here, like science. I also think the opposite is true. It's a lot harder to have a great sleep if you're paying attention to healthy habits without pairing them with positive thoughts and beliefs. If you're approaching sleep negatively in your thoughts and your words, you're sabotaging your effort. It's like your mouth is saying one thing and your body's doing the opposite. If you're struggling with sleep, it's natural that you won't talk about it as though it's amazing. But your words and beliefs about your sleep have an effect on the way you'll approach it next time you get into bed. If you're expecting it, you're looking for it. Let's use this common sleep complaint as an example. 
I wake up every morning at 3 a.m. and it's so frustrating. I just get so mad. Okay, I get that it's frustrating, but waking up and checking the time and getting angry isn't helping anything. And it's creating a negative pattern. And the next time it happens, you're expecting it and you're upset about it. Your main reason for getting frustrated when you wake up is because you have this expectation that a night of good sleep is a solid however many hours without interruption. But what if you change the way you see that 3 a.m. wake up? What if you welcomed it and used that time to read a few pages of the book on your bedside table? What if I told you that we used to sleep in two parts? That in pre-industrial times, it was common to sleep for a few hours, wake up and engage in other activities, then go back to sleep. Would you feel a little more normal? What if I told you that sleeping for several straight hours until 3 a.m. is a really good thing? And when you wake up at 3 o'clock, you should feel good about the portion of solid sleep that you just got, instead of focusing on the wake up. Instead of seeing a common sleep pattern or habit as a bad thing, try accepting it and welcoming it and see what happens. The next time your common sleep disturbance or pattern happens, acknowledge without reaction and use that time to do something peaceful, like pray or meditate or daydream. Take the pressure off of yourself to fall back asleep and just rest. Enjoy your time in bed. Lying in bed feeling disappointed does nothing to improve the situation. You've tried that before and it hasn't worked. Let's try something else, okay? Let's align your thoughts, words, and actions to create healthier sleep. You will not sleep perfectly every night. And you don't get to choose how your body sleeps. Stop expecting a certain outcome and then being disappointed when it doesn't happen. Trust your body to create the sleep that it needs. If you're doing the things you know you need to do, your body will take care of the rest. And the best way you can support your body during that time is to accept what happens, stay positive with your thoughts and your words, and just believe that all will be well. If you don't feel well or your sleep is negatively affecting your life, by all means, get that checked out. I'm not saying to live with terrible sleep, but if your body chooses to sleep in a way that's different from what you're expecting, but you physically feel okay, then maybe it's time to accept that what's happening is normal for you. I do believe that by learning to love sleep before I had all those habits down, I was improving my sleep. Looking forward to going to bed and enjoying my time in bed made my sleep better before it was great. Going into anything believing it's going to be good changes your experience because you're choosing to pay attention to the good. I challenge you to spend this next week pretending that whatever happens in your sleep is intentional. Acknowledge what has happened and continue on as though that was just a normal and expected part of your night. And then focus on rest. So to answer the question, can you manifest better sleep? Sure, if you're putting in the effort to go along with it. Change your thoughts and words and see how that affects your sleep. Or at the very least, your time awake. Because the more enjoyable your time awake, the better your sleep will be. 
Leonardo da Vinci said it best when he said, a well-spent day brings happy sleep. And he was probably talking about painting, but still. Okay, did you get through that without an eye roll? <laughs> I probably deserved a few, so I won't be too upset if you didn't. I truly believe that sleep can be something you get to do instead of something you have to do, and that it can bring a whole lot of good into your life. So how great would it feel to look forward to bedtime instead of dreading it? To fall asleep easily and without a struggle? To wake up in the morning feeling refreshed? To experience true freedom from insomnia symptoms? I partnered with Derek Lacey, the life coach for insomniacs, and we don't believe that your sleep needs to be fixed. We believe you already have and are everything that you need to fall asleep at night and experience deep, restful sleep. The Freedom from Insomnia eight-week course and membership community launches soon, and we're offering a big founding members discount. Get on the wait list at freedomfrominsomnia.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, sleep well and stay cozy. And to my mom who listens to my podcast every night as she falls asleep, good night, mama.